0: And it records the cloud. Oh, look! I see you hit the recordings. We recordings now. Because you see, what had happened was was before right. I had not yet hit the record button, but then it was after five o'clock p.m. in the Pacific time zone, and I was like, "It's time to press the record button." So then I pressed the record button, and then it was like, "Hey." We are now recording and I was like, it's okay. Very nice. And then oh boy, guys, we're opening up the show tonight with the, uh, the BTP ASMR. Sorry for everybody Very who's nice. driving right now and suddenly has to go to the bathroom. Right? Not really, though. <laughs> I am. Josh, Josh won't be, but I will be. There you go. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for your kindness and your empathy. Of course. That's That's right. It's another episode of the Black Tower podcast. We would ask you to keep your arms and legs inside the ride. Please cue in a single file and orderly fashion. Prepare to receive this weekly dose of taint with your very best foot forward uniform inspections and weaponry inspections will be held over thusly please be sure to thank and tip your wait staff for those of you who are new to the show or those of you who just like to hear me say it i'm josh your are soroban mihail our baijan Mahal is here in spirit form from He's the... out on official black tower business yes uh and he will hopefully return next week from his travels maybe even with some new uh black tower recruits we'll see who knows Let's hard see. to say bring bring some who new soldiers in the old blood is strongest who can say uh but i am your Amin khan Mahail daniel and you right. are listening wait hang on hang Prepare. And you are listening to another dulcet episode of the Black Tower podcast, a wheel of time podcast, where the silky, smooth voices, along with the dulcet tones and the meaty source material, will have you eating out of the palm of our hands. That's make right. sure Do that you know get your, for. make sure you get your glass of taint and grab a plate because we're going to have you eat up when we mm. give you all that is the Black so delicious. Tower. We're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to get this Black Tower flying right at you. We're going to love it too. Everything about it. It's gonna be the most amazing thing you've ever experienced. So sit back for the next seventy to ninety minutes while we discuss the wheel of time. (laughs) I feel like we need like a like a like a hot saxophone in the background on that. So like maybe an editing. Yeah, yeah. Get like a Kenny D like alto sax going in the back maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll drop that in post you know no it's black tower podcast it's black tower podcast it's your favorite time of week whether it be live because you're one of our patreons and you're listening to us live on tuesday night where you get to hear all of the goodness um that we edit out uh that we decide not to publish <laughs> or if you're listening to it friday morning because you just can't get enough you just can't get that taint early enough and that's fine too or you stumbled upon the year is <laughs> the year is 2042 You've what stumbled upon year is Black it tower podcast what is this tower of darkness i think it's i think that means that it's actually year three the year of our the year of our lord three ap (laughs) after podcast after podcast that's right that's (laughs) right welcome to year 10 15 ap no it's three eight a A, b t p three i'm talking to the future okay our grandchildren will listen to this. Oh, yes. No, no, no. no. The, <laughs> the year that you are listening to this is the year 2055. Uh, and we have stood the test of time and you are still listening to us. But the year that we are recording this is 2022, the year of our podcast age three. Or year three? No, no. <laughs> right now. Yes, yes. Anyway. Hi, guys. These intros are fun. Um, I like them. They're they very are adorable. fun. So, 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 what, it's almost we're to always. To, so where I was fun. going with that is if you are a Patreon or if you are interested in becoming a Patreon, go to blacktowerpod.com. It's got a link to our Patreon or go to patreon.com and search up Black Tower Podcast. And then you can join as a family member, a soldier, a dedicated, an Ashiman, or if you don't want to be listed on our website and get shout outs and whatnot, you can be one of our eyes and ears and be sealed to the Mahale.
1: You'll have your identity redacted.
0: You can be anonymous. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe you don't want to support us all year round. That's cool. That's okay. Maybe you want to support us by getting one of our super sweet shirts or hats or shot glasses or frosty mugs or anything if you go to blightowerpod.com you're gonna see right at the top right in the middle merch sweet merch and i cannot recommend sweet, sweet new creations by jen new creations by jen is the premier wheel of time merchandiser you get there you get your frosty mug get your btp frosty mugs you got frosty mugs from a lot of other people too but start your collection with a btp frosty mug you can get a Two Rivers sniper shot glass. Take the shot. What? A Two Rivers sniper shot glass. Or if you want, if you just want to tell everybody how that you're also a person of of class and taste, you can get a flicker, 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 flicker shirt. Okay, these are all possibilities. These are all things. These you can are do at new creations by Jim. It's a great uh, place also, to go. Go there. All right. I just want to be clear on something right now we talk about patrons we talk about how wonderful you are and you absolutely are you guys are absolutely amazing you help make the black tower run as smooth as a knife through butter but i do also want to say um because something was said earlier that i want to clarify if you are sitting at home listening to the recorded version of this episode and you're sitting there thinking, "Hmm, I wonder what else there was in the episode that I missed because I'm not a patron and I didn't listen live." I'm gonna tell you right now. There's not that much stuff. <laughs> 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 we really don't edit very much. It's of high our episodes quality out. stuff, though. It is. Kind no, no, no. Of. There's not that much stuff that we cut out. Uh, that Sorry, that's what I meant. There's not that much stuff that we cut out of the episodes. So if you're sitting there thinking that and you're going to join our Patreon specifically for that benefit, look, <laughs> I love it. Please do come listen to us live. It's a lot of fun, especially because not only do the Patreons get to listen live, they also get to contribute live as well through our Discord in it's our true. live recording chat. However, it's true. I just want to make sure that nobody's going to come join our patron, Patreon, and be a patron, and say, "Where's all the stuff you cut out of your episodes?" Because again, there's really not that much. However, conversely, uh, I will definitely say we have not been the greatest at getting one of these out every single week. Um, Partially because oftentimes we have some technical difficulties or things like that, but or like life not unoften happens. I was going to say, but not often we do actually have a pre-episode recording that chews on some different Watt candy or gives you a little bit of an extra sort of insight into what's going on in our lives, or you see a little bit behind the curtain of the Black Tower podcast itself, or something along those lines. And there are actually quite a number of those pre episodes as well. Again, there's not one for every episode we've done, but there are a number. And I think that if you were to become a patron and you, because you wanted extra content, you would not be super disappointed by that. It's just not that there's that much that's actually cut out of each episode. So please don't be disappointed if you join as a patron. Waiting for all of that extra content that we cut out of the episodes, and then we don't actually cut that much out. So, just to get that out of the way and make sure everybody The content is the friends we made along the way. You know what, Josh? (laughs) Look, I made you some content. Yes! (laughs) Daddy made (laughs) you your favorite, open wide. Good times, good All times. right. Okay, well, we're not here time. to talk about Patreon. We're not here to talk about BlackTowerPod.com. I mean, we we're are. Not, we're here not here to talk about New Creations by Jen, even though New Creations by Jen is amazing. They're awesome. They're wonderful. Agreed. Daniel, Agreed. do you want to warn the folks about any potential spoilers before you tell them what we're going to talk about? Because if there's one thing we're very, very serious about, the black tower is protection hey that's i don't know why you're laughing that is actually something that we're super super (laughs) intense about we protect the world we protect (laughs) each other the black tower protects just fyi i am still telling you even if your saber neighbors here in the black tower definitely wrap it before you tap it because you don't know where someone else's black tower harbor has been (laughs) or black tower has been and therefore you want to be safe You don't know what harbor their black towers you don't know what harbor their black tower has been in and you don't know what their harbor is like at night so you want to make sure that you wrap it before you tap it so in in that vein i am going to do my best michael and kate here for a minute because that's what i do my name is daniel and i be pretend to be other people This episode of the Black Tower podcast will be spoiling the entire book series, books 1 through 14, of The Wheel of Time, also including the prequel book, A New Spring. If you are continuing to listen to this episode after hearing this warning, then you are at risk of being spoiled. You have have been been warned. warned. (laughs) I thought I'd jump in there. Just you know, just a little ripping. Yeah. Just a little, just a little improv. I mean, there were two people on (laughs) that (laughs) spoiler warning. So I mean it's very appropriate for there to be two on our version (laughs) of the spoiler warning. It's true. But yeah, definitely if you haven't read the whole book series, uh, we're gonna talk about the whole book series tonight. Um I will admit that there's not really much that goes into a memory of late, so if you haven't hit that one, you're probably okay, but again. Light spoilers for late books. Very light spoilers for late books and hard, heavy spoilers for the ones in the middle end. So like seven, eight, nine. Definitely yes, there's yes. A, maybe even 10. There's definitely going to be some serious spoilers going on. So, Possible. Josh. So now that the people aren't going to get tainty spoiler jizz in their eyes or ears. ears. What are we talking about tonight? Well, first let me ask you a question, Mr. Daniel, because I think that this is relative, this is valuable to the 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 discussion tonight. How many mothers did Randall Thor have? Oh yeah, see? My gut tells me that one woman bore him, one woman raised him, and one woman was horrible to him later but taught him a lot. So sort of three, but really only two. <laughs> let's let's focus on the nurturing figure. <laughs> let's talk about Dashloo. I mean, Catswain <coughs> <coughs> <Rain>. <coughs> <Cat Swain. coughs> oh man, let's talk anyway, about Maggie so, Smith. I mean, that's Swain. right, we're gonna I talk mean, about oh, old... well That's that's absolutely my we're gonna idea talk about Tigraine t- without a tear. It's perfect, it's perfection. If you take if you take Cad Swain. And put her in the future of outer space. She will absolutely be Christian Avacarella. That's just how it is. That's that's Cat's way. Sir, I'm so, I'm so, actually she's already viewing her very much, very much as uh, Professor McGonagall. Deep down, Ooh. deep down, there's some love there. Some mcgonagall vibes i get it down there's some love but she is strict and she ain't giving up and i absolutely would love 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 to see all of the memes of mcgonagall standing there being like why is it whenever something goes wrong it's always (laughs) you three and have it be rand that just without it oh my god that would be perfect that would be perfect so, so okay, but tonight we are actually discussing Tigraine Mentir and Carrie Althor, two yes. women uh, that we don't have a lot of information about. Yeah, uh, we have we've more, got more information, information on about Tigraine, Tigraine later. Yeah. But it, from yes. the beginning, we have more information on Tigraine than we do on Carrie. So I think Kari. we can start with Carrie. Carrie. Kari Cariel Thor. Kari Elthor. Elthor. Thor. Interesting. So I didn't actually uh, We're gonna start with Kariel Thor. And I've got the wiki up and I just discovered something new. In fact, I was actually talking to someone just yesterday. And they were like, what's your topic for tomorrow? And I was like, this. And they were like, huh, what are your thoughts on that? And I was like, all right, so we don't have that much information on these two. And so I have some thoughts, but not that many. I look forward to Josh and Andrew making me have new thoughts uh, and also looking up the wiki, which will make me have (laughs) new thoughts as well. Um, And in fact, we have already started that train because... Kari Althor was a merchant's daughter from Camelin who lived in Ilian and was married to Tam Althor. But here's here's the rub. Here's the thing I just discovered. Kari Althor, a red-haired, gray-eyed Andoran. Yep. yep okay hold up hold up and this is why i asked my original question of how many mothers does rand have because i'm sorry i'm and and i don't know we don't have our fact checker Mahal right here so he's not gonna tell me i'm dead wrong but i'm sorry tigraine survived uh, came home under the name of Kari Althor yep I'm calling it right now No, that was her cut this right here on the wiki that's her cover story no no sorry yep that's it that's her cover they Tam and Kari your Tam and Tigraine were like okay but you can't just come back you're a you're a Damodred you're royalty like I can't just and she was like look we got to come up with a good convincing backstory merchant kid merchants are all over the place it's cool and everybody was like yep that's cool oh yeah look at this aiel looking woman she's definitely a merchant's kid not an aiel tam just came back from killing some aiel no no you know what i think happened (laughs) also i will say this the chat vehemently disagrees with me <laughs> i mean yes as they should uh because we already have a headcanon for this not kari necessarily but we already have a headcanon that tam actually kills de green i mean that's Just one theory the i don't show it's the right theory he no. absolutely kills her and then takes no. her baby but again it's not be- it's more like what happens in the show <laughs> It's, it's very, it's nearly what happens in the show, but I think it's actually Tamu cuts her. It happens exactly like it does in the show, except for it's Tamu cuts her. And then she doesn't kill him. And then he helps her (laughs) have her baby. And then she goes, raise him as I would raise him. And he goes, so shall it be written. So shall it be done. And then he goes, home. no, 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 no. Here's what happens. They're fighting. Right, she's fighting. She gets cut. She kills everybody, just like in the show. And nope. he comes up to her and he sees a woman giving birth. And he's like, "She's already wounded. Let's get the kid. Let's keep the kid safe." And she does. She says, "Please take care of my baby." And he goes, "You're gonna take care of your baby. Let's do this. <laughs> Look up. at me. Look at he me. Put them both on the litter. You're gonna bed. take care and of this baby." As they at first, he has no intention of raising the child at first he's just like look um this is a human moment I, i'm not gonna leave a woman to die in the snow bleeding out while i take her kid like that's come on and then he's like no 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 we're gonna get you fixed up we're just gonna skip over the part where you're in aiel this is where they come up with their backstory you're a merchant's daughter you got attacked by aiel because aiel are everywhere right now huh huh and she's like i don't care i use my baby you know like we're having a moment here over the course of the next little bit while he stays with her they fall in love nope you're very <laughs> close josh you're actually very close i i like this headcanon but what actually happens all right bear with me what actually happens <laughs> what actually happens? all right bear with me bear with me okay grain. Okay. to grain is fighting a bunch of soldiers she is whipping their asses 9 right. months pregnant just like it hard agree hard agree she hard does agree. not get hurt yet it does happen she does not get hurt yet tam comes up and he goes i'm gonna be your next opponent i yield lady and she's like come at me bro and then they fight and they're doing this dance and he's a blade master, and she's as Mai and they're just back and forth and back and forth and neither of them can make any headway. And that, that dance, that's when they fall in love. And then okay. they stop for a second and look longingly into each other's eyes and then one of his friends comes up behind her and just right in the back. And you Tam's like, evil, no! sir. You, sir, are you're wicked. You're a wicked man. You're a, you're a wicked man. And then Tam kills him because he's like, no, how dare you, you the person. And then she still dies, but she has a sister. And so he brings her sister back. I'm going to drop this no no i'm gonna drop this <laughs> ah all right oh, you anyway. are one no it's a great okay is not Car- kari. it's kari okay. Althor. thor there I'm and i will sure. be clear on this there is no confirmation and there is a lot of information that suggests pretty strongly that these are not the same woman oh uh yeah without tam you know you know all the all the uh the korean war veterans they went to korea they were there for so long they dated fell in love with a korean woman and that's why you see all the old retirees and veterans walking around with korean wives it's because they met in during the korean war and came out this is exactly what tam did he went out to seek glory and fortune as a soldier fell in love with a pretty girl brought her back to his small village where they lived happily well and not only that i i do okay so obviously if you are a conspiracy theorist and i'm not even mad at you if you are in the wheel of time cuz there's a lot of stuff that's in the wheel of time that lends itself to theories about things that robert jordan never went into and therefore i put them under the category of conspiracy theory even if they're somewhat accurate right um but they are conspiracy theories in a lot of ways just because that's what they are um well and and one of the things that itself bread and butter of the wheel of time discussion. effectively yeah um so interestingly i have There isn't a reason that it couldn't be that all of this is made up for their backstory. I get that, I'm not saying it's not. However, in the Wiki, as it reminds us, because I did feel like this was true, but I didn't actually remember the scope of it. Um. I'm just going to read through this really quick just to get through it, and then I'll get to the line that actually matters. I will talk about it in a second. Kari Althor, a red haired, gray eyed Andoran, was born a merchant's daughter. Her parents set up shop in Ilian, which is where she met Tam Thor in 962 NE, who was then in the Ilianer Companions. Her parents disapproved of her relationship to a soldier, but could not stop it due to Tam's position. They did disown her after she married Tam, though. Kari accompanied Tam on his long campaigns during the Iowa War. She had two children, a girl who died of fever in infancy and a stillborn boy. Again, this part, that part right there. I didn't know that. I did remember that she actually had a kid because tam specifically says one of the reasons that he brought rand back was because kari had always That's wanted children right. and had a problem conceiving on her own or not on That's her own right. it takes but they have trouble having a child of their own which is oh, why when yeah. you get to the opportunity he does bring Rand back. And again, I'm sure it's not just a, oh, look, there's a woman having a baby. I'm going to bring it back to Kari. Like, I'm sure that that's a very complicated <laughs> thing. But at like the same finding time... Finding a stray puppy. Look, can we keep him? Right. But at the same time, like, that weighs pretty heavily on Tam. You can clearly tell. Um, and he talks about it more than once in the story. And I love 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 and I I'm glad it wasn't in the show I am it doesn't really make that much sense in the show version of the wheel of time it makes complete sense in the book version of the wheel of time but the deleted scene that we saw at WatCon of Tam sitting there and talking to Egwene and he goes, treat him well. He's all I have. I feel like that's exactly how he felt about Kari and that he kind of knew that she wasn't actually long for this world. For some reason, he knew that there was going to be a problem and he needed Rand because he knew that Kari needed Rand and that he was going to need Rand after Kari was gone. And then Kari dies, and now all he has is Rick. Well, I almost think I almost think it's like, okay. Tom Tam is weirdly prophetic now. He doesn't like, actually know things are gonna happen, but he keeps on yeah. doing things well, as though he he's, knows things uh, as happen. we see time and time <laughs> again, he's an incredibly smart, incredibly wise person. Oh, yeah, right. And and he's very human, like he Ooh. he re- he is a he's an empathetic sympathetic and there's a difference person so when yes. he sees i mean in the book i think he talks about um being on the mountains and hearing crying and mm-hmm. specifically he comes up to a dead woman and a baby lying in the snow like yep. it's, it's tigraine is already dead yes when he finds rant yep in the correct. show they changed it a little bit she and was, I like it that way a little yes. better because it even makes him more human but at the yes. same and again alright I'm going to say this I have never given birth I have never you been in a room it's when someone has given birth <laughs> I know that there are some crazy ladies out there and I only use ladies because they're the only ones who can have kids but there are some crazy ladies out there who would be able to get through childbirth real well in the snows of Dragon Mount, in the middle of a war zone. That being said, all of that being true, I have I, I firmly believe all of those things. Yep. having a baby by yourself in the snows on Dragon Mountain in the middle of a war zone seems nearly impossible. And so not having someone be there and give you a modicum of assistance, again, is not impossible. But it seems far more realistic if Tam shows up to help rather than he shows up after this whole thing has completely gone down. <laughs> so, so interesting interesting thing. So I I would like to specify I all mm-hmm. have never given birth. Yep. But what I have done is delivered both of my children. Beautiful. So, we spent a lot of time studying this and there is a lot of information out there. As with anything, I i am not making recommendations i'm not telling you what to do sure whatever but i will say that childbirth in many many cases is a lot more automatic than people give it so there are a lot of instances in which basically tigraine's pregnant she's going into labor that baby's coming out like this is the process this is what happens on Un- barring any complications that would prevent this from happening that baby's coming out like that that this is what's going to happen that's there's a reason why they use the phrase catch the baby because you catch the baby that's that's kind of what happens um without going too deep into it hi sure, no. welcome to the hi, black tower from? podcast this is our this is our midwife slash doula episode um so so for me what what i can see happening kind of like what in the show she gets injured and Mm -hmm. as she's going into labor and she's pushing and there's contractions i can see that because what's happening when you're bleeding is they want you to calm down they want you to breathe they want you to calm down. They want to slow that heart mm-hmm. rate. They don't want muscles contracting. They don't want things happening. Especially in the show, they get her right in the abdomen. Oh, yeah. As she's pushing to deliver that baby, she's gonna bleed she's out. She's bleeding out. Yeah. There, there's there's no way. There's no yeah. way she's gonna survive that. Oh, percent um, And then there are other things that you know are, are gonna happen and what, whatnot. Whatever. So I love this show Vern, I think more because it invests tam in this delivery and in protection of ram ram mm-hmm. um whereas in the book i also it's basically it's him just kind of going oh crap i can't i can't leave a baby here right also i do actually love let me be very very clear in my head canon i have been ruined quote unquote by too many instances of stories doing the, I'm a dying mother, take care of my baby. I love that they did not actually put that in there. There's a look that they have. I'm not saying that they don't have this sort of unspoken agreement between Tam and Tigraine that Tam should not just drop this baby in the snow and let it die, but at the same time, She doesn't say shit. She says absolutely nothing to Tam. Not verbally. Not not verbally. She does not say, take this baby and raise it as your own. You know, uh, I wish that my baby wasn't being raised by the enemy. Like nothing. She doesn't say any of that. She doesn't make any weirdness happen. She doesn't put anything on Tam. There's just this very, as you said, very human look. Between one human being who is knows she's not making out of this and another Phil's. human being who knows that he is and her basically just pleading with him to, to take the baby and do something with it. I don't think she's even asking him to raise it by himself or do whatever. He doesn't need to take it home. He just needs to take it somewhere where someone will take care of and- the kid. In that that's all moment. she's asking <laughs> yes and and you know and of course he we, goes we all above love and beyond in that situation right. and trade not only raises him but raises him the only way tam knows how which is extremely well <laughs> yes i mean absolutely and you know in this scene i i feel like you know and i and i want to just narrow in on the show right now Mm -hmm. that that moment they are enemies they are mortal enemies oh absolutely and two seconds prior to that she was fighting for her life and (laughs) whooping they butts and it was amazing it was beautiful tam absolutely saw that oh yeah and when he saw her collapse saw her bleeding knew she was most likely not a threat, but recognized what was happening, and he approaches her. Sword out, he goes. You know, she looks at him like I've got nothing left. He mm-hmm. drops the sword, and she just she starts like sobbing, like. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like you said. There's no like verbal, please take care of my baby. There's nothing like that. There's just two humans looking at it and if there is something more wheel of time i don't know what it is me either. But I, that is what? the absolute message of the wheel of time is in the end we're all people we should be doing the best that we can do because ultimately there's 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 we're people we're all people Okay, I'm actually going to amend that just a moment because I think it's actually even more perfect. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> the Wheel of Time is all about a lack of communication and yet we're all people. <laughs> and we're all wonderful. I mean, okay. <laughs> so um, so right, Anyway. So we'll uh, get yeah. back to Tigreen here in a minute. Yeah, Tim yes. finds well, the Well, We're almost done with what we know about Kari in some ways, because we are told that well, yeah. he brings her back from the war. They have a farm on the outskirts of Emmonsfield. Um, she's a very loving wife, she's a very loving mother. She dies when Rand is actually fairly young. So she doesn't she doesn't live through that much of the events of pre. She's, she's already time, pretty eye of the world. When the eye of the world comes about, well, and she's actually not unlong past. Like, I'm not saying she's been dead for so many years, but I think it says that she dies when Rand's like eight, nine, eighty four, when Rand was five years old. So it's yes. actually earlier. She has five years which, with Rand, which is and why she has, has to. Which is why Tam has to avoid the women's circle because they're like, um, buddy. Buddy, it's it's been... You got to get yourself a new woman.
1: Right? Have some more
0: kids. That means that in the book, uh, sort of by the book Reckoning, it's been 15 years when the Eye of the World starts that that Tam has been alone in a society that wants him to not be um yeah so yeah it's kind of intense oh well, and more shoddy more shoddy you're adorable <laughs> tam could have anyone that he wanted in emmons and he doesn't even need to marry them it's just what the women's circle wants him to do he has no need for his sheep except to shear them just there, saying there there is one final like bit with with carrie that i think is interesting and that is that they come back from war they settle down they farm tobacco and sheep and and make apple all beans. these years tam keeps a hold of his sword mm-hmm. and for years carrie was saying you should just get rid of that thing really so you don't need it get rid of it i don't want it in the house I don't like it in the house. And a lot of guys can identify with this because their wives are like, why do you have that gun in the house? I don't want the gun in the house. Getting rid of the gun. No, you don't need it. When are you ever going to use it? And then one day a trollic's knocking at your door and you're like, oh yeah, baby. You wanted me to get rid of this gun. No, I'm just kidding. But- Well, I was, I is- was actually going to say, I, I like the point that you just made. And one, but one thing that I will say is it's interesting that- Again, we never hear this from Kari's point of view. We only ever hear it from Tam's point of view many years later, because she only had five years to go ahead and tell him to get rid of it. Yeah. It's not like she actually had like 10, 15 years to keep telling him that over and over again. And again, true. It's one of the it's it's one of the situations where you kind of look at it and go, all right, unreliable narrator. is him yeah, right. saying that because he's always thought about getting rid of it but he wants to make it sound like it was somebody else who was suggesting it not him mm. is it a suggestion that one time he was like i'm gonna go put my sword in the trunk and kari goes tam you should just get rid of the sword you don't need it anymore gonna put my sword in the trunk baby i'm gonna slap you in the neck Mm. Uh, and then tam just remembers that moment for the rest of his life because it was you know one of the things that she said i don't know it's it's one of those instances where i actually really just know so many different times in my own life and i'm sure that many other people can relate where you have one person who's telling the story of how they met Oh yeah. And then you have another person of te- person sitting there telling the story of how they met. And while the events are typically pretty similar, the feeling behind the words that were said and different things like that are wildly different sometimes between the two people. And so again, it's really I don't know. I, I don't know. That one has always struck me a little bit as like, was it ever actually an argument? Was it when they were really hard up financially and she just goes, you know, if you sell that sword, you can actually get some money for it and that's what we need right now? Is it a situation where it was always playful? Is it a situation where she was actually sitting there for five years basically being, damn, I know you like the sword, but get the fuck out of the house, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. It, uh, it well, doesn't really matter in the end. But it, it is hard to say. Yeah. I always thought that that was an interesting like moment there because it's like such a quick thing, and then we yeah. don't ever talk about. It. <laughs> well, the the interesting callback here for me though is that you've got Tam and Carrie who meet. They travel around together. He does his soldiering. Her parents don't like it they he he says okay you know what i've had enough soldiering i found this baby and i just can't anymore and you know what the best chance this baby has we're gonna go back home which is in the middle of nowhere carrie are you willing to go and she's like baby ride or die let's do this and they go back home and he keeps a sword maybe as a memento of the old days whatever for whatever reason and she's like really you don't need it anymore you don't need it anymore Can we get rid of it? Get rid of it. You should sell it. It's worth so much. Maybe she said it when they were trying to figure out finances one day that's what i said earlier but okay it, and and that's what i'm saying yeah. i'm like <laughs> i'm going along i'm riffing off of you here well and it's entirely possible that she said it before they actually even left Ilian because she was like when we get to emmon's field nobody's gonna know how much that's worth and you're not gonna get nearly as much for it but again absolutely she's saying this to tam who's not only a soldier which is already something but a blade master that sword is effectively part of tam's hand at this point it's a part of his arm it is a part of him and again i feel like while she's not super well described in the story i don't get the impression that kari doesn't understand tam and that she doesn't know who he is and so asking him to sell that sword is like asking him to sell a piece of himself. And that's why I've always like just kind of taken that line that Tam says with a grain of salt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and that's the thing. And, and it's like, and and then as far as that goes, Carrie dies of mm-hmm. fever of some Ari. kind. Ari. Carrie. It's not Carrie. That's the one who moves all the desks in their gym. Carrie. <laughs> but yeah so but, so but she, she dies was, when Rand is five yeah uh she was she woman a good who mom apparently. changed his diapers nursed mm-hmm. him or at least fed him Yeah, nourished him loved him held him at night saying to him presumably um and and, like and I and I like Tiberian. to think you're a good little you yeah. Going right. to change the world someday. What a wonderful um, boy you are. <laughs> yeah. Every mom says you're a Tiberian Please don't go ahead and bail fire an entire city when you grow up. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Those kinds of things. <laughs> Forgot that. Forgot about that one. Sorry, mom. Yep. Um. But but then she passes, and mm-hmm. and like we well like we said earlier, you know Rand and Tam are fifteen years on their own. Yep. Like they just kind of do their thing, um, and Rand, you know, it's it's a, it's a happy enough life. He's he's yeah. happy enough. Yeah, yeah. They do their thing. You know, obviously he's got a lady, Egwene. What's up, girl? How you doing? And uh, which side tangent? She traded down. I'm just saying, Egwene. She traded. did she. Yeah. I she, mean, she traded down to Gawain. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, Rand isn't that much better as far as how things end up. Not who he is. Who he is is way better than Gawain. But how it all ends up, like, which ones, well, I guess Gawain dies too, so I guess she doesn't really have anything after the last battle anyway. Never mind, I take it back. She traded down. Yep, I agree. Um, so 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 Egwene and, and rand are kind of a thing so rand has a good life Car- carrie gave him the best i'm gonna slap you so hard she it had. is carrie Al Thor. is pronounced on that's the that's what wick. i said there's a thing so you now keep we can on talk about carrie <laughs> carrie Al jesus so now we can talk about ty green and uh she All right, guys. This is... has been a wonderful episode. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> Josh and just do the rest. Of this.
1: Um, no, so we're gonna talk about Tigrean uh, right
0: Mantir, the so known as Shail to the ideal. Shiel to the so ideal. we're gonna basically go Aisle. through her history real quick up until she goes to the. Well, I guess just real quick because Tigraine is. An interesting character, but again, so little is known about her. She is the daughter heir of Andor. And she, at first, what well, she is, she's the daughter heir of Andor. And she marries uh, gale damadred who is right. Moraine's uncle. Moraine's uncle. Uh, And she has a child with Terangale Damage His (laughs) name is Galad. Galad. Uh, Which actually makes. You might know him. Which actually makes Moraine and Galad cousins. Fun fact. Just in case you didn't know that. Then Tigrin ends up going ahead and getting talked to by a wise woman. And it's not no, it's an Isidai. I take the back. It's an Isidai. No, it's an isodai. It's an isodai. No, it's, an it's, isodai it's has a foretelling. An Isidai. Yeah. A specific Isidai Basically, has a foretelling. Yes, it's Gitara. Oroso, right? who who also prophesied yes. the birth of Rand. When he was born, she prophesied and fell over dead, and. Swan Sanche and Maureen Damodred were there to witness mm-hmm. said event. What a small little world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a foretelling happens through the Aes Sedai guitar and she says you gotta go. You Things are happening that are out of your control in some ways and basically she tells her she's gonna be married. That's basically what she tells her. That's what she tells her. She says, you are going to birth the savior of all mankind and you can't do it here. So get the hence to somewhere You got to go into the Isle Waste. Yep. And to Green she, she goes... Said, you got to go to the Isle Waste. You can't tell anyone where you're yes. going. You have to just disappear you must vanish and you must go to the ideal Waste. If you do not, the whole world is fucked. Yep. And the Green, I'm sure, sits on this for a minute and goes, are you f- kidding me? Like, that was, that's trash. I have no idea what is happening right now, this sounds really bad. I'm a queen and I can go ahead and basically do whatever I want. And now this person is telling me to leave everything I've ever known and go become an I. You're like, Jesus, what the fuck? But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that given her knowledge of the White Tower and having trained there and knowing about foretellings and things like that, she knows the guitar is right. She knows that this foretelling is real. She knows that it matters. And so in the end, she goes, all right, Katara, I see you. I, I'm gonna I'm do what you say. So she vanishes in the middle of the night, uh, doesn't tell anybody where she's going, goes over the dragon wall, and... Becomes Fardar as my, because she basically gets to the Iel and they go, normally we'd kill you because you're in our lands when you're not supposed to be. Uh, but we like the cut of your jib, young lady. And so they have her in their ranks for a little while, or like you know, with them for a little while, and then eventually she becomes Fardar as my. And during that time, at some point, she meets Janduin, who is another Aiel, um, and she gets pregnant, and is a clan chief. Yes, he is a clan chief. Um, yeah. And she gets pregnant from Janduin. And then the Iel War start. Actually, I'm pretty sure that the Iel War was already started when she got pregnant. But um, yeah, I think at it was. Time. Yeah, because they were going over the Dragon Wall to attack the Tree Killers, and yep. she was like, "You ain't leaving me behind." And they were like, "No, no, no, no. It's cool. You proved yourself. You don't yeah. need to do this." And she's like, "Yes. No, 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 no." i am i am evil. gonna do that that motherfucker cut that tree down that like she understood how precious that was oh yeah and was also equally pissed and and i don't think it was advertised that Shayil was andoran i think they just said now you're fired Darius, my you're a heel like oh yeah no, i mean it definitely says that who she knew, was adopted into yes. the shumai sept of the tardad aiel right but those um, who knew and absolutely you know that while it is strange obviously this is this whole circumstance is strange sure but you know without a doubt that when she actually when she became a citizen of the aiel they absolutely had her renounce her citizenship to the westlands of course and she course. was no longer andoran but she was a tardad i do you think that there are any any of those who knew do you think any of them ever sat and went there might be some g in andor carrion fuck those guys they're terrible no but sorry, can andor I say that again because I, I was lost just, you for that intent. oh. Sorry, my internet is bullshit tonight. Um, I feel like those who knew would be like andor might have some G. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they're cool because they're wetlanders, but andor might be better, absolutely better than the tree killers. Absolutely 100 oh, percent better than the tree sure. killers, they're tree killers they're less than human we will kill all of them <laughs> Which, um, no okay. so i i have to admit that this is one of the things that i've actually always had a little bit of a problem with um i just want to take this moment out here for a, for a second lamin lamin was horrible I bet you there were a number of other people in Karyan who thought that what he was doing was right. Absolutely. Sure. I do. I 100% think that there were shit-ass Karyanen who were all for what Laman was doing. That being said, this is going to be a real-world parallel, just for a minute. Don't lump all of the carrion in with the tree killers when the king does something bad. Now, again, if you show up in carrion and you start wrecking shit and somebody shows up and goes, yeah, we did kill that tree and we do it again. Kill that motherfucker. They're the worst. However, um, It is something that always bothered me a little bit just because there is such racism going both ways in this particular part of the story, which again, let me be very, 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 very clear. That is real. That is realistic. People suck and people will lump you into whatever category you fit in best in their worldview so that they can make their life labeling you easier. Now, on one hand, I think that's actually super helpful in some ways because labels are how people make their worldview and how you make it possible for you to actually understand how the world works. Because if you actually thought about 7 billion people as total individuals and you didn't go ahead and put them into some kind of category the entire time, you'd be so overwhelmed all the time thinking about 7 billion people. That being said, (laughs) there are actually seven billion people on earth and they're all unique individuals. And so again, when you run into a country and you just go, your king was shit you're all shit, we're gonna start a war where we find Lamin and kill him, and anybody who gets in our way who's defending their home is also shit is a little rough. It's, it's extremist, it's extremism, and, and it, it is. Guys, guys, there were German soldiers in World War II who had no idea up until no, a certain point what yeah. they were defending. Up until certain, mm-hmm. up in, yeah. yeah, there was yeah, a yeah, certain point yeah. in which it was all made public, blah blah. blah. But there yeah. were soldiers who had absolutely no idea because one thing you need to make sure that you understand very very clearly is governments wage wars, citizens fight, fight them, them. Mm-hmm. and it's unfair, incredibly. And this is this is something that I think Robert Jordan does a really great job of translating into the story because you have a lot of carry Talmanes is, is from carrion he's he's a carrion and noble and if an aiel sees him they're gonna think fucking tree killer that's bad that's wrong that's stereotyping and uh what's the big one that they always like to talk about um profiling profiling thank you that's profiling that is you are a certain way because your government did something it was like back in the early 2000s when there was this big thing again we're not going to say french fries anymore we're going to say freedom fries shut up stop it amazing french citizens just because the government at that time was a little weird and 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 they were a little weird by one perspective. I don't. I'm not trying to get into that. What I'm yeah, saying is say, the government they does they didn't not reflect the, war in Iraq. <laughs> the overall opinion of the people. I mean, correct. I know I said not to get too political, but even in this country, the vote was like a 50 50 split, and it has been in numerous places. Pretty much. The government very rarely represents the whole of the people, without a doubt. And again, and I okay. think you see this a lot in Carrion with layman. He does his thing, he retreats. He actually at one point in time leaves the city, he leaves the walls, he's retreating. I think like he's on his way to Tarvalin, maybe, or maybe he's on I his way worry. to th- I don't know where he is, but he's running away. And guess what? The Aiel, they go, Oh, this is the guy we want. Yeah, the city. We took the fifth from the city. We're gonna focus our attack on the main offender. And that goes because back to what Daniel was saying. And it goes back to what Daniel was saying is there are people who are defending him. And well, now by transitive property, you are equally as guilty because you're defending the person who committed the sin that we are now seeking retribution for. Yes. Now again, I didn't necessarily want to get that political. Uh I mean, Sorry. we didn't actually get no, 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 no. no. You're <laughs> you're fine. You're I'm not saying I didn't necessarily want to get that political, and I feel like we actually kept it somewhat non-political, but I did want to Black Tower PSA for a moment and just say, don't do that. Just be excellent to each other, please. Wild stallions. Party on, dudes. But, um, But anyway, I did see a thing in chat earlier that I wanted to sort of bring up, which was smack. Uh, I feel like this is just my thought process. I also agree with you that this is my thought process, that Shail knew what was going to happen over the Dragon Wall. She knew she would die on the slopes of Dragonmount. I hard agree. Um, I think that she- Oh, absolutely. Either was being pulled by a giant, my baby in my womb is Taviren thread, or she was at least minor to in herself, or Gitara was actually more forthcoming with the prophecy than is told to us in the books, and that she actually told Shail that she needed to be on this side of the dragon wall to die or to have her baby or whatever they, or whichever combination of those two things she told her. But I absolutely believe that Shail to Grain Mantir knew that she needed to be on this side of the dragon wall when she had her baby and she does she fulfills that prophecy honestly Tigray Mantear is she's a tragic character best person that you want when you have a hard to achieve prophecy because if you tell Tigray Mantear a prophecy, she's gonna go to the letter. That's how I got I, you I, fam. I fulfill that. To the fucking letter. Well, and she does let's... both pieces of the prophecy vanishing out of thin air or vanishing in thin air uh from Camelin and going over the Dragon Wall to become Ferdinara's mine, and then returning to have Rand on the slopes of Dragonmount. she is chef's kiss when it comes to being able to go ahead and uh, commit wholeheartedly to prophecy that is about her um and it's it's an amazing tragic as you said story of none of the things that she gets told are easy and none of the things that she get told are good for her in some ways i mean you can make the argument that she does find an amazing family in some ways in the Fardar Mai, and she does fall in love which we are told that she really didn't love Terengale Damadred it was for convenience I mean I'm sure right. that she didn't have no feelings for the man but at the same time it's not love uh, the it's royal arranged marriage yeah. no yeah. exactly it's, it's not love it is convenient. And she does what actually a... get love before she dies, which is an amazing right. feeling that everyone should get before they die. Uh, it's just sad that Tigraine's death had to be so soon after that. It It's an interesting it's interesting to note as well, because we're talking about the moral character of Tigraine here. Mm-hmm. The Ae'el give her the name of Sha'id when they adopt her shail literally means woman who is dedicated in the old tongue. Yep. they impressed her they she impressed them so much that they named her one who is dedicated now think about that in the context of what is to come she gets pregnant she's she's big pregnant like she's don't get me wrong there's pregnant, pregnant. there's pregnant and there's big pregnant and the ladies listening know what i'm talking about There's, there's like the first few, there's the first trimester, maybe like the first half of the second trimester where you're kind of like, yeah, you can still, things are still good. Like things get a little weird, things get a little wonky, but you know what, well, it's when you start to get to the end there where that weight starts offsetting things and it starts affecting your ability to breathe, affecting your ability to eat, affecting your ability to go about, like there's, there's a lot of things that go there. Tigraine aka Shail is in big pregnancy she is she got big pregnant and she's like i'm going to fight i'm going to fight and they're like no no no! it's that's not necessary she's like no i'm going no, it to is fight. though it is necessary and so she goes to the you know goes to this battle and and i i would have to agree very much that she knows she's not coming back from this battle but she knows where she needs to be and she isn't about to fuck around with prophecy. And it's, it's a beautiful moment, I think. And uh, I almost, I would almost say, I would almost say that the fact that she has received this prophecy means that she expected her baby to live. I don't think she knew that she I think she knew she would not live but I think she knew her baby would if that makes any sense no that totally makes sense it's kind of the opposite of um no it's it's almost the same thing as Elaine experiences later which is that she knows that her babies are going to live as well She's just a big, huge dumbass about the way that she goes about that right and and Morshati just shared the direct passage and thank you because I was trying to think of it. but the the signal the the uh, the uh, the tell, as it were, is that she was to remain among the Aiel until the maidens of the spear come to Tarvala. and and yep. Tigrain was like they would they've never done that and they never will and guitara moros gitara saida was like that's when you come back
1: you and do not like, come I back said what i said before
0: then i said what i said i said what i said, I said, what I said. she comes mm-hmm. back she gives birth and the rest as they say is history um oh. it's it's interesting the dynamic here because as we just said, you know, Tigraine is she, we, we can say all we want that she didn't love Taryn Gill. We know that. It's well documented. She did not love him. They had a baby together. She was just like, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. We're not going to do this. Whatever. I don't care who you are leaving a child behind. No. Oh, no. it's rough. Anyone it's super who, rough who has a soul who has a heart and a soul will find it very very difficult to do something like that leaving mm-hmm. a spouse that's difficult but doable especially well, and especially when where you don't love where them they're and they're and, yeah. jerks and you don't really like them <laughs> but leaving a kid behind man that tigraine and and think about it too she was in andor at the time which means she had to pass through so many villages cities cut and and at least one other nation carrion before even reaching the aiel waste and then every step she took was pain and suffering until she finally commanded the attention of the aiel and earned their respect enough that and i and i have to say that when she said something along the lines of and I said, I prophecy told me to come to you. Like they probably went, welcome to the club. Yeah, oh yeah, hey, Fardaris, right over here. Uh, Fardaris, my training mm. is uh, every day from sun up to sundown and in the nighttime as well. Um, <laughs> what did you say your name was, Tigray? No, that's a wetlander name, it's terrible. You're dedicated, so let's call you Shail because you're a woman and you're dedicated. Love it. Welcome, Sha'il. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I think that happened. I, Once I like that. It makes me laugh. Prophecy. But also, no. I'm sure <laughs> that they were actually still standing there being like, oh, when Aes Sedai prophecy told you to come to us, the fuck oh, out of here. Like we haven't heard that abso- before. No, I I absolutely... My headcanon for Sha'il uh, joining the the tardat ail and the and the, the spear maidens the Fardar is my is 100% fight club she was standing outside of the door to the hold of the tardat ail for days sorry week, you're too wet you months. need to go you're you're too wetlander plus you yeah. didn't bring you didn't bring two pairs of boots you yep. did not bring uh two pairs of underwear you're you yep. don't qualify i'm sorry go no. you need to go you need to leave yep. and every day <laughs> the entire fardar is would come out and look at her and just berate her for being a weak ass uh wetlander who had no no meat on her bones and or too much meat on her bones or whatever the case may be and was too soft and not made of the right stuff to be an and you know this, that, and the other. And then a month later, when Shail still standing outside at attention, sunburned like a motherfucker, they were like, "Guys, I think she's actually serious." And then, well, no, and that was the thing is is what do we learn? What do we know about the IEL? Is that they value strength of will, mm-hmm. strength of character so much more than anything else that's it's the whole concept of embracing and laughing at pain right and Egwene you know learns that yeah she does in in my head you know what happened as soon as she actually got inducted in the Fardar Mai. she got to punish each of the uh, Fardar Mai who <gasps> her before she got Ooh. to join and they all had toe. She had this enormous amount of G, and they had Oh toe my God. Before she even really knew what it was. Dude, I love that. I, I, yeah. I love that headcanon. But I think yeah. she was benevolent with her G, oh, which only I also earned her agree more G. That. I agree with that. And that she spanked each of them one time, maybe twice for those couple who were real bad. But. Oh, i've been so bad Shail.
1: Mm. oh god <laughs> all right, right.
0: Uh, so we I'm do have we here. do actually that is a good point that's kind of brought up uh indirectly um Shail keeping in mind, keeping in mind keeping in mind keeping in mind that she as an andoran noble and daughter heir to the throne she has trained and been taught at the white tower so she's not foreign to hardship she she knows what it means to have to work hard and get your hands dirty and i i'm i'd like to think especially you know 50 years before, well, not 50, but you know, 30, 20 years before uh Elaine goes there, things were tough then and they're tough now. And that would give her sort of an expectation of okay, this is what I'm kind of getting myself in. But it's obviously oh, sure. a level up training arc. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. All right. So my final thoughts. Kari Elthor and Tigraine Mantir, also known as Sha'il. Um, I'm going to throw in a small thing that we didn't actually get into that much, but mostly because there's not actually that much to get into. Um, I am not a big fan of the weird incestuous relationship that now comes about with Rand and Elaine because of Tigraine. Now, it's not actually, let me be very, very clear. It is a mom and a dad who then have a child together. And then that mom leaves that dad and that dad leaves. Well, that dad gets left by that mom, really. And they both go marry new people and then have kids. So they're not step-siblings. They're not actually related by blood at all. But at the same time, because there's this anchor point of Galadadred that ties to Grain and Tarengale together, I don't love that in the story. Now, it's very, again, realistic for a royal family. And even if they were actually step-siblings, it wouldn't fucking matter to a lot of degrees in the way that royal families usually are just super fucked up um however robert jordan didn't need or he didn't make that a part of the story like he didn't add incestuous relationship into the royal family yet he also added this weird tangential thing and i don't love it it's not my favorite thing in the book um, that being said, I think that Tigraine is a great character. That which we learn about her is kind of incredible, and she keeps on getting more and more impressive down the line. Every single time you learn more about her, um, and as Rand finds out new things, he starts to go ahead and have this like weird intimate—not intimate, but like this weird like deep-seated there we go uh connection with tigraine and he starts like seeing her picture and murals and things in uh in like the the throne room in oh yeah uh, yeah yeah in camelyn and he i love the fact that he actually feels this sort of connection with his mom like his real honest to goodness came out of her loins mom um But also, again, I think that it's interesting that I don't think that Tigrayne-Manteer would have necessarily been that good of a mom to Rand. I don't know that. We don't know enough for me to actually say that with confidence. But I think that Rand really needed Karn. I mean, again, Tam did more of his mothering than anybody else. But I really think that coming home with Tam and Kari, and really being treated like a son without any other ties to it, whether that be Aeol culture, whether that be royalty culture, whether that be anything. Um, I I really think that Rand benefited from being able to be a kid in Emmonsfield, Uh, and really be raised by a commoner two of them really um in a place where no one knew about this history no one knew about any of this and he could just have a childhood and i think that kari again the biggest thing that she is um credited for and known for and the the biggest thing that we know about carrie thor is that she was a loving wife and a loving mother and rand remembers flashes of this woman who was just a a loving figure in his life and that he will remember forever as as mom and I And so I think it took a village to raise Rand and two of the members of that village were absolutely Tigraine Mantir, who gave him a lot of the dedication and the necessity that he has within him deep down. And Kari gave him the love and affection that he needed to be able to actually tap into that later when he actually really needed it. So... Anyway, those are my those are my final thoughts on Tigran and Kari. Uh, As I said, maybe we'll do another episode on Tam at some point because really, if you're going to talk about uh, Rand's moms, Tam is one of those moms. So there you go. That's I'll give you that. My (laughs) final thoughts are, you know, I think I think people will go on and on and on about Tigran and how, I, I mean and i'm not i'm not casting shade on her sacrifice she, the, the woman is 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 a rarity in that she understood the that the price that she would pay would vastly outweigh the benefit to the light and to the world and no. no, no, it's no. very no, noble no, no. The price that she would pay would be out, would be outweighed so, by the benefit. Yeah, would be yeah. outweighed. There we go. Congrats Even that. though there's a lot Reverse of suffering it. that she had, or a lot of hardship that she had, it would be outweighed later. But she would never actually see the. I I would like to point out though. She wouldn't survive to see the fruits of her labor. Literally. Yeah, yeah. I would like to point out though that kari Alpha. thank you is someone i think is a bit of an unsung hero i understand i mean put yourself in her situation put yourself in her shoes hi you live in manhattan new york you've married this guy from kaysville utah but he's pretty cool guy he's pretty awesome and then one day he comes home from work With a baby, and says, "Yeah, uh," no, not Kaysville, Utah. Stockton, Utah. Yeah, Google that." Mm -hmm. I will not. I will Um, just take your word for the fact that it is nowhere. He comes home one day with a baby and says, "I found this baby. We got to go back to Stockton, Utah." And she says, "Cool." Her parents go, "Oh." hell no we live in manhattan like no you can't just go disappear into the middle of nowhere. like no that's no and carrie is so i'm sorry i i feel like there's a lot of strength of character there because she leaves the life she's ever known to go to literal middle of nowhere with a man and a child not her own and i'm not i'm not throwing shade on that i just mean that yeah, yeah, yeah that's not some someone that she bore that's someone she chose to love which i think is 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 just as powerful and just oh, as yeah. significant rand was born loved and raised by astounding people Two of them being two of the most astounding women in the wheel of time, and I will die on this hill, and that's my final. Just like when it comes to T-Grain and a die on this hill. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Can I just say, but I actually saw him this uh, this week, <laughs> and one of my favorite sayings is, "Huh, weird hill to die on, but at least you're dead." <laughs> dig it i actually i dig it i just say i i liked your final thoughts um they were fantastic i just want to interject real quick into there that it's actually like um i found a baby for us (laughs) let's go home (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in say about that, but I don't to this that. week's Dose of Taintiness. Thank you so much for conducting yourselves in the appropriate manner whilst receiving your weekly oh, Dose of That was it. Of Sorry, real taint. quick. I just actually want, I'm now in my head canon because of what you said, I'm now imagining that Tam Althor comes home with a baby and he's like, Kari, family's the most important thing. We got to go back to Stockton. <laughs> Are you ride or die? And she goes, ride or die, baby. And then they just drive off in an American muscle car to Stockton. I, stock I, the I hate car. everything <laughs> that you just said right now. I hate you for saying it. And um, die, please. Yes. <laughs> I will die. On That's another good too. reference. Sexy Morshadi. And if you want to see the reference that Morshadi just made, you gotta join a Patreon and come to us out live on a live chat. Indeed. Um, but, but thank yes. you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, go to blacktowerpod.com for all your Black Tower podcast needs to include photos from Con, to include photos one. from JordanCon and guess what? Soon to be photos from the gathering madness that's right the gathering madness is coming up do not miss your chance to party with us in an airbnb in la and
1: in anaheim At least
0: one and at least one actual celebrity yep i I, i i'm saying i'm i'm saying right now at least one celebrity yep indeed and the celebrity all not right, being sexy more shoddy. So two celebrities. God more shoddy. you're such a diva.
1: All right. Thank guys. you for being yes. here.
0: Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. We hope that you leave this episode just a a wee bit more insane than you were when you first tuned in. And from all of us here at the Black Tower, I have been your Survan Mahal, Mr. Josh. I've been your Bajan Mihail Andrew. And I have been your Amun Khan Mihail Daniel. Wait, you should have done this. Oh, there we go. Yes, the Tarwin's Gap. And I have been your Bajan Mihail Andrew. And I have been your Amun Khan Mihail Daniel. And from all of us here at the Black Tower, again... Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for listening. We think the world of all of you, whether you are listening to this live, whether you are listening to this later, or whether it is the year you are listening to this. App. All of us are long dead. We still appreciate the shit out of you. Thank you so much for Thank you so much. Uh, we hope you have a day. wonderful, beautiful, and happy uh, morning. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon. So much trouble Just fitting